Today, I want to talk to you about the loyalties of God. How many of you know God is loyal? Amen. Is God loyal in some things? He's, he's loyal in all things, all right? So let's break this down. Let's get you started here. If you have notes you want to do that, you can do that. And if you use your mobile device, I'm good with that as well. So, so here's a question. What does it mean to be loyal? To be loyal means to be faithful, to be true, to be devoted. I see something happening over on this side of the sanctuary. I see waters being being moved over here hallelujah to be loyal means to be faithful to be true to be devoted steadfast it means to be dependable and somebody in the house it means to be reliable it also means to be trustworthy come on unchanging now when i give you these definitions listen if you put your eyes upon the life of jesus you're going to see him in all these things amen unchanging unwavering dedicated committed to also it means to be firm stable steady and unfailing how many know those are some just only some of the attributes that are in the lord jesus christ all right it means to be faithful and true-hearted devoted consistent unchanging oh i really did that uh committed and unfailing loyalties are the qualities, the characteristics of being loyal. And it comes with strong feelings. How many of you know God gives us five senses? Amen. Those five senses are for, for us to, to live and understand how things are going on around us, how we respond to things. But there's something that God adds to the five senses, which is not of the natural senses. And it's a supernatural sense. Amen. Amen. It's the Holy Spirit himself. He is that sixth sense, amen? He is that supernatural sense, hallelujah, that God gives us, all right? So the strong feelings, uh, the strong feelings of support to someone or something. Come on, how many would you say, God is loyal to you? Can I get a witness in the house? Come on, God is loyal to you, hallelujah, hallelujah. He comes to support us in everything. He comes to uh, support us in our personal lives and, and in the ministry that he's called call us to. He is loyal. This also refers to dependability or reliability, consistency, come on, dedication, and again, commitment. And the Bible tells us that it's a bond. Every one of you here are bonded to the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible explains it as being a network to friendship or relationship. And the Bible describes it as fellowship or partnership with God. Come on. To partner with God and everything that is associated with his kingdom for kingdom purpose. We live in this world, but we're not of this world. We're of a kingdom that is not of this earth. Amen. We're of a kingdom that is supernatural, saints. Come on. It's an alliance. Somebody say alliance. It's an alliance, a connection between two or more where they come into agreement with one another in truth and integrity you know before we before covid we were assembling here on uh monday nights and we would have our prayer chain and we saw how powerful this was in uh in in the dependency between one another but more important the dependency we have in god that's right that's right 
There's always a reassurance when we go back to the scriptures and we read in the gospels the life of Jesus. Everything that Jesus was about, everything that he represented his father on the earth is in the gospel. Not everything, most of it. He did so many more things. Anyway, let's not go there. And so one of the things that was so outstanding on the Monday nights is we would come here, we'd gather, get in a prayer chain, and we would come into agreement according to what Jesus said. Now, how many know Jesus won't lie? He could lie because he's God. He can do anything. But God, he would never lie. And so one of the things that he told his disciples and is to us today as well is that he says, when two or more are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. So we know he's here. His spirit is here. Amen. But he goes on to add to that by saying, when two or more agree as touching anything on earth that they ask of the Father on earth, it shall be done for them. This is the power of the agreement of prayer. Amen. Amen. Faith. Come on. Faith networked together with the agreement of prayer. So today we want to agree with you tonight, today, tonight, tomorrow, whenever. We want to agree with you based on that promise that as we agree according to the word of God, what you're asking God to do for you, in you, and through you, he's going to do it. One person got that. I said he's going to do it. All right, let me back up. It's an alliance, it's a connection between two or more where they come into agreement with one another in truth and integrity. It also follows a pattern. Somebody, I want to come and sit down over there. Okay. It also follows a pattern where an individual will come into agreement with themselves with God's word. Shoparabasikata. Come into agreement with themselves through God's word. Sometimes there's nobody there to agree with you, and there might be a, a 911 situation standing in front of you. You can't run to the apostle, you can't run to the prophet, you can't run to your, your spouse or your sibling. So, who do you run to? You don't have to run anywhere. All you got to do is turn and come into agreement with the Holy Spirit, and He will meet you right there. Come on, He will bring that prayer of agreement into place. Hallelujah. Loyalty. It's a bond. It's a goal. It's, it's the object of a person's ambition or effort. Listen to all the stuff that's taking place in loyalty. It's an aim or desire uh, with the result of that desire coming to pass. It's also applied as a task or job, a, a duty. It also is applied to the concept of a vow. And I was going to go into this as a teaching, but the Lord pulled it from me. A vow. It's an oath or a pledge, a promise, a commitment from one person to another. And the Bible says that be careful when you make a vow unto God. Is that me clicking? Is that me clicking? Hallelujah. All right. It's, uh, um, the Bible says be careful when you make a vow unto God. Understand, don't make the vow if you're not going to keep the vow. And it's a whole teaching in itself. Hallelujah. What is a vow, Brother Michael? A vow is a sworn statement, a promise, a pledge. It's an affirmation. It's an assurance, a a word of honor. It's a bond and it's a guarantee. It also comes under the concept of a covenant. How many know we're under a new covenant? Come on, we were here the early in the, in the service here. We, we broke bread. We, we, we acknowledge the covenant of God that made with us in a new covenant. 
based on the life of Jesus Christ. Amen? It also comes into the concept of a contract, a, a compact or a treaty, a pact, uh, according uh, accord. It also explains itself as a deal uh, where it brings a, a settlement, a uh, protocol, and, and the list goes on and on and on. A vow becomes an undertaking based on a privilege. Mosoria Rabasi. Why am I getting a pull for, to this side? This happened last Monday as well. A vow becomes an undertaking based on a pledge and a promise. It's an agreement. It is a guaranteed committing one's self, giving one's word as they enter into an agreement. So, Father, in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit, as this definite, these definitions have gone forth today, I'm asked, Lord, I release I release your word. I release the glory. Your glory. I release your anointing into this sanctuary right now upon the men and women that are here, even the children that are here. I release it into the stream. And I'm asking, Holy Spirit, we ask you to take on this assignment. And in the release of this word, you would move forward and do what you've been sent to do. We call upon you as counselor. We call upon you as comforter. We call upon you as mediator. Come on. We call upon you. Yeah, as mediator, in Jesus, as mentor, in Jesus' mighty name. And all of God's people say, amen, amen, and amen. So, the question is, see, I, I, I'm going too fast here because I want to lay hands so bad. You know, when God puts a passion in your heart for something, I mean, you, you'll cover other areas, and, 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 and primarily those things that are, 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 are exciting and fun. But when God puts a passion in you, when, when, when something God gives you that just resonates so deep in your spirit, and it's the idea that you want to give out because God has already given. See, God gives to you, and you want to give out what God has given. Amen? And so when we first came into the ministry, the impartation of the gift of prophecy was given, uh, spoken into our lives here, and uh, God's apostle of faith. And that, that passion for, to prophesy is in me. And I, and I say this with all humility. It's not so I can boast in myself. Because when the prophetic word is released, there's something that stirs up within the inner man. There's an excitement. There's a joy. There's a peace. There's a fulfillment of knowing that you're doing what God is asking you to do. Not based on your own merits, but on his merits and his merits alone. Amen. And so it's, baby, it's stirring up. It's stirring up. Hallelujah. Okay. So the question is, what are the loyalties of God? Why is God faithful to his beloved? Why is he devoted? Why is he dependable? Oh, somebody. Why is he reliable? Why does the word of God show us that he's trustworthy? Why? 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 Why is God unwavering? Woo! Why is he dedicated to those to whom he calls his sons and daughters? That's you and I. What is it and why is God loyal to his beloved? The answer, is, the answer is real simple. I thought, okay, Lord was putting these questions. I thought, okay, Lord, you got to give me something to back it up. And he brought this to me. The answer to those questions are so simple. Come on, we don't have to take you into the, the uh, university of theology to understand this. It's in his word. 
What is and why is God loyal to his beloved? It's the foundation to our salvation. John 3.16. Come on. For God so loved. That's it. Why is God loyal to his beloved? Because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believed in him would not perish, but would have everlasting life or life eternal. I was getting drunk in the Holy Ghost on this one. Oh, my God. I started doing some, some cross-reference. Amen? So what God talks about here is eternal life. And, and the question, I said, okay, yeah, I, I, we hear it. We speak, oh, yeah, eternal life. And kind of sits around us. But this is what the Word of God describes eternal life. It's unknown time. It's unknown time, saints. It's time that is out of mind. Woo. So fasten your seatbelts. Come on. Saints, fasten your seatbelts. We're going on a bumpy ride. Yeah. And the breaking in, going in, and going out, we'll, 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 we'll bring this to maintenance uh, next time. Listen, it's a life that is eternal. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, Holy Spirit, Spirit of Revelation, minister here. I, I can't do it myself. You've got to minister. You've got to bring this down for us to understand. All right. So. It is a life that is eternal. Man's possession of it does not change its nature. This is Brother Michael. We got this as we were cross-referencing and, and, and doing some research. Man's possession of it does not change its nature or its existence. It remains eternal. Whether man gets it or gets it or not. It's still eternal. <laughs> it's, a spirit, woo, it's a spiritual law. Watch this. Brother Michael does this all. It's a spiritual law where the mighty index finger of God begins to write from eternity. Mm -hmm. It's a spiritual law that man cannot change. Saints. Okay, I see that wave, that wave coming over this way. I think we're going to get flooded. I say we're going to get flooded. All right. Where the man, whether the man loses or, loses, loses or not, it is like an eternal diamond. This was the description out of Dix. It's like an eternal diamond or anything else that is eternal. And it always, rem it always remains eternal, and that is only in Christ Jesus. Let me say that again. Where man loses, or where man, uh, excuse me, where man loses or not, it is like an eternal diamond or anything else that, that is eternal. It always remains eternal, and it is only in Christ Jesus. All right? I hope you got that. For God didn't, the Bible says, for God did not send his, his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Saints, this is the evidence that God is loyal to his creation. 
And this loyalty comes with perfection because God is perfect. God's loyalty to humanity through the life of his only begotten son. Jesus Christ, the one who is, the, excuse me, the one who was, the one who is, present tense. Come on, present tense. He is, he is right now. Come on. And the one who is to come. God is loyal, saints. God is loyal and faithful to himself. His word, which is Jesus, his son, and to Holy Spirit, who is the creative. I, 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 let, somebody let me know you're getting this. Listen, who is the creative power. Holy Spirit, the creative power that manifested, that demonstrated and shown plainly God's power in creation. In Genesis 12, if you want to open up your Bibles, I'll give you like 10 seconds to chapter 12 of Genesis. Here we, here we read how God has having a conversation with his chosen Abram, and it's still Abram. He's not Abraham yet. He's still Abram. And he begins to do a work in Abram's life. You know, when we, when we read the word of God, we take into consideration the uncreated one, the one who created heaven and earth, saints, he has a voice. Come on. He ha- God has a voice. And he speaks to us. The matter of the fact is, do we open up our ears to hear what he has to say? And I'm not talking about our, our, our natural ear. I'm talking about the ear of our spirit man. That spirit that came alive when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Amen. That spiritual ear which gives you resources to the sounds of heaven. <laughs> the voice of God that are constantly moving. Amen. Come on. Now the word of God says in Genesis 12, I'm getting happy. Now, the Lord had said to Abraham, Abraham, get out of the country and from your kind and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. Watch this. And I will make you a great nation. Abram, I will make you a great nation. What you talking about? And I will bless you and I will make your name great and you shall be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless you and curse them that curse you. And you shall, you and, and excuse curse you. And in you shall all families of the earth be, be blessed. We are Karama. We are the family of Abraham who becomes Abraham. Amen. Somebody say loyalty. loyalty. Now he says, Abraham. Let's just take in consideration, and I do this often because it's something the Holy Spirit taught me how to do, and, it is asked, and that is, I ask Holy Spirit to take me to the quarters of time. Physically in my body, yes, but in my spirit, man, I ask him to take me to the quarters of time so I can see with the eyes of the Holy Spirit, and I can hear with the ear of the Holy Spirit the things that God is processing. So let's go through the quarters of time right now. Father, I ask you, each one of us, get our minds set off, uh, bypass the intellect of our mind, and allow the mind of the Holy Spirit to carry us through this session of development. Take us, yes, take us into that place. Okay. Consider this. 
Saints, here Abram is in conversation with God, and you heard what, what God said to Abram. I'm going to make you a nation unto yourself, and I will bless you. Is uh, greater than the numbers of the stars that are in the sky. So consider this. I, I just kind of put myself in Abram back in this time. And I thought, here God's speaking to Abram. And so consider this. Abram comes out of his tent. I mean, you know, sometimes we've got to get out of the tent Amen. to see what God is wanting to show us. Come on. So Abram comes out of his tent, and Abram looks to the east. And with the straining of his eyes, he's seeing all the stars in the east. Now he takes in consideration and turns to the western direction and begins to look. Let me follow this and how this is written. All right. In Genesis 15.5, God says to Abram, now look toward the heavens and count the stars if you are able to number them. So Abram comes out of his tent. He looks to the east, and with his natural eyes to strains, he's to see. As far as the human eye can see, there are untold millions upon millions of stars, galaxies that man has not even, uh, cannot even see. And slowly, he turns to the north, and again, an innumerable host of stars, the west filling the skies with their glittering lights, and then to the south were all the evidence of what God says was true. Saints, the brilliance of the infinite. Come on, here Abraham is talking to the uncreated one. The brilliance of the infinite, countless stars surround him and overwhelm him. And then God says, so shall your seed be. Now, in the presence of God, Abraham receives the promise of God that was given to him, and he believed that God would do exactly as he had promised him. Those of you that are here tonight, how many times has God made a promise to you? Nobody? Anybody? How many times have God made a promise to you? Those of you uh, streaming here. And oftentimes, says, well, God made the promise. Why has it manifested? Tonight, we've got a good word. Tonight, we have a sure word of prophecy. Amen? Now, in the presence of God, Abraham receives the promises of God that was given to him. And he believed that God would do exactly what he had promised. Somebody say loyalty to God. All right. From the beginning of Genesis in chapter 13 to the life of Abraham, all the way down to the book of Acts, to the believers in the early church, we witness how God's desire is to prosper his people. And it didn't stop. It didn't don't make me. It didn't stop at the book of Acts. Hallelujah. The act of being loyal to God began 400 years before the law was given to Moses. Another teaching. We got, we got a list of teachings. Amen. Abraham gave his tithe to God as an act of worship. Melchizedek, the high priest, and he received them and pronounced God's blessing upon Abraham, the high priest. Who is our high priest? Jesus. I'm ready to dance. Mararaka. He, he 
passes down his blessings upon our lives. Amen? And the results were that God showed his loyalty to Abram because of the covenant he made to him to prosper him. And the fulfillment of that promise was passed down to Abraham's seed. You and I. I'm looking out and I'm going to grab some oil and I'm just going to throw it at you. As Abraham showed his loyalty to God, God in turn showed his loyalty to his seed. See, there is an eternal provision, Apostle Dave. There's an eternal provision, Pastor Fred and Annette, that God has made to the life of his son. All these promises the declarations of God to where he says to him uh, are yes and amen we become the recipients prophet Andrew of what God offers us we look back to those times then and we see the same manifestation of God's promise of prosperity uh, divine orders of healing of the miraculous are still uh, visible in in the lives of God's people now come on now my God, hallelujah. It's not on there, but I'm going to say, get rid. Rid that COVID conspiracy that the enemy has tried to put on your lives. Get rid of it. Come on, get rid of it. Stand on the promises of God's word. Here's a prophetic word for you tonight. Those of you online, take hold of this. Those of you that are here, God's going to pour it into you. Crystal, God bless you. Good to see you, sweetie. Tonight I come with the directive. And it comes from my heart to your hearts today, says the Lord. Tonight, I ask you to open your spirit wide to what I am offering you. Tonight, from this directive, my plan is to expand your range of thinking. To open your spirit so big that you will begin to believe me for the impossible things. Those things that men says are impossible. My desire is for you to know me as the God who can make all things possible. It is my heart's desire to show plainly the demonstration of my power of love towards you, says God. Its purpose is to develop a closeness. Somebody help me out. To develop a closeness and intimacy between you and I. Where you will understand my loyalty. My true heart and love of compassion towards you. This concept goes beyond the use of your intellectual mind. This is why I as your loving father have given you the mind of my son. That you would experience the same loyalties devotions, 
compassion and care that he and I have with each other. To embrace my devotions towards you, to experience my steadfast love towards you, to take hold of my unchanging, unwavering, and dedicated commitment to you is so that you would remain firm, stable, steady, and unfailing to the requests I make for you. I have given you my abilities to function and to operate and to advance in every situation. That advancement is to overcome every circumstance and to advance into a victorious life. Let's put into practice this concept of loyalty towards each other, says the Lord. And as you do, you will see the expressions of my heart with the extension of my arms with strength. As I watch this, I, this was coming, I said, oh, my God. As I, the Lord, now this is, this is directly from the heart of Jesus when this prophetic word was coming forth and I saw it in the spirit as he was releasing this. As I, the Lord, lay my hands upon you. As I, come on, I, the Lord, lay my hands upon you that you may recover from every stronghold be loose from every apparatus of your enemies and be set free, delivered from the every assignment that the enemy has intended for your lives. Loyalty resides in the nucleus of my heart, says God. Today, become the recipient of this vital expression and true commitment I am calling you on to, says God. And as you do, you will become the witnesses to the truth of my word in the exchange of this concept of loyalty between you and I. Can somebody receive that tonight? As Moses showed his loyalties to God, hear this. There had to be an exchange, an expression from Moses to God. And the Bible says that as Moses showed his loyalties to God, God revealed his loyalties to his beloved Israel. Come on, take into account the great exodus. 400 years of slavery and bondage under a king over a nation. 400 years. And all that they developed, all that they labored for in those generations. Moses comes on the scene. And you know the story of Moses. We won't go into that. And now Moses is in a position as God has showed his loyalty to Moses. Moses now expresses his loyalty to God and says, okay, you need somebody to speak for you? I don't know how you're going to do it through me, but I'm going to do it. And as he did, look what God did. The loyalty between Moses and and God. God gave him a voice to speak. He gave him a platform to stand upon. He gave him prophetic releases to be spoken to Pharaoh of, of that time. And even as Pharaoh refused, refused to let go, 
God continued to intervene. The loyalty between Moses and God and the commitment they had with each other to set Israel free. The manifestation, come on, saints, the manifestation of that promise and loyalty comes to pass. And as Israel leaves the bondages of Egypt, amen, what do they do? They take all the wealth, all the wealth as it was acquired over 400 years, and they take it with them. Come on, somebody in this house. Joshua taking the lead to carry the responsibility to escort God's beloved Israel into the promised land. Joshua's loyalty to God and God's uh, and to God's uh, beloved Israel. The Bible tells us that God is having a conversation with Joshua. He says, "Hey." Yasha, I, I need a moment of your time here. I got to talk to you. Something's just taken place. And so I want you to know that Moses, my servant, is now dead. And so I'm asking you to take on the responsibility that was upon Moses' life and to carry my people Israel into the promised land. And if you're loyal to me, I will be loyal to you. And he tells, he tells Joshua, hey, Joshua, everywhere you go, everywhere you place the soles to your feet, take claim. Take claim to that land, and that land will be yours. Amen. In the loyalty between Joshua and Israel. Now, whew, he gets the responsibility, the privilege, and the honor to begin to name the 12 tribes of Israel. Come on, loyalty, saints. To the lives of the patriarchs, God remains loyal. And as the prophets of old show their allegiance, their loyalties to God, God was faithful in returning his allegiance to them. And God shows his loyalty to Elisha when he asks for a double portion of what Elisha, of what Elijah had. Y'all know the story? Elisha was loyal to God. And as Elijah, Elisha was, was loyal to Elijah, he makes a request. Y'all know the story? And, as, and, and even as, Elisha told Eli, as Elijah told Elisha, what you're asking for, it's not impossible. What you're asking for is a hard thing, and we can go into a whole teaching on that. It wasn't so much that it was difficult for the, the mantle to be from Elijah to be put on Elisha. What Elijah was referring to, what you're asking for a double portion is a hard thing because what you're asking for, you're going to have to duplicate double what I've done in the past. Hallelujah. It's a great responsibility. It's a difficult thing to have to carry such a mantle. But Elijah says, bring it on. He says, bring it on. I'll do it. God was loyal to his his prophet Daniel. He raised him up and gave him wisdom and skills beyond that of of his, his peers. The ability not only to have dreams, but to interpret the dreams and the loyalty between Daniel and God and God and Daniel. Even when Daniel was put into the lion's den, look what God does. 
He shuts the mouths of lions. It's a whole teaching in itself. We pray, shut the mouths of lions. When we pray, uh, Lord, shut the mouths, we ask you to shut the mouths of lions. What is he talking about? He's sh- sh- shutting the, li- the mouths of the false prophets and the false uh, uh, apostles and teachers. Amen? But in this case, the physical aspect of that is that God actually shut the mouths of lions, put them in that den. Doesn't tell and describe exactly what took place. Maybe they all had fellowship with each other, and in, in in, in, uh, God only knows. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. But Daniel was loyal to God and his word. Amen. The three Hebrew children, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Is somebody getting this tonight? Because God's going to release an anointing for you. And some of you who've been struggling with this concept of, of loyalty to God and, and, and what the enemy's been bringing against your minds is going to be destroyed tonight in Jesus' mighty name. And so, so the loyalty between these three Hebrew children, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, listen what he got. He said, hey, you know, we are not, we absolutely refuse to bow to you, Nebuchadnezzar. And no matter what, even if God doesn't, we're not going to bow to you. So because they're loyal to God, God's loyal to his servants. Come on, the supernatural takes place. Into a furnace burning ten times hotter, seven times hotter, whatever. It is. Come on, Mashika, put into that furnace. You know all the story. Come on, really grab a hold of this. Even the the uh, soldiers that went to put them, they dropped because of the, the the heat of the flame. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Can I have some fun here today? Hallelujah. They step. They step into the furnace. Amen. Hallelujah. So powerful is this loyalty between God and the three Hebrew children that as Nebuchadnezzar looks into the furnace, he says, what is this? Did we not cast three men into the furnace? Why do so? I see a fourth man uh, as a son of God, as a son of man. Loyalty between God and his beloved. God was loyal in his commandment to all the way back to the book of Genesis. And God is still loyal to his commandment to prosper his people today. God being loyal. Watch this. Not when you ask something from God. But when God asks something from you. Shuke baba baraka. Throughout the Bible, God reveals his unrelentless pursuit and shows his loyalty, his underlying irrefutable love towards humanity. God reveals his devotions, his passion, his commitment, and his faithfulness towards his chosen, you and I, his sons and daughters. And to every believer and to everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord, saved or unsaved, God will reveal his loyalty to his creation. He's not waiting for for somebody to get saved. Mary, the the mother of Jesus. (laughs) Her loyalty to the prophetic word spoken to her. What does she say? 
conversation between an angel of God and God's handmaiden. Chosen to birth Jesus out of her womb. Her loyalty to God and his word. Be it unto me. Come on. Be it unto me according to your word. Loyalty between God and his handmaiden. And we're going to wrap this up. I only need three more hours. And so we go to the life of Jesus. And saints, I, I boast not in myself, but in Jesus Christ and him crucified. God is so, he's so tender to Brother Michael. Because when I need a teaching or get an explanation, he always takes me back to the life of Jesus. Holy Spirit always redirects me into the life of Jesus and the gospels. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. The life of Jesus, his loyalty to the Father... Even as a child to the account when Jesus was being sought out by Mary and Joseph uh, when he was in his father's house teaching from, from the word of God. Remember the story? It was time was, uh, and uh, they had left, uh, what was it, um, the feast. Um, 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 forgive me on this. Gather my thoughts. Uh, they had gone to the temple. There you go. And they were leaving the temple. Uh, and they were on their way to back to their destination. They were gone a whole day. And all of a sudden, Mary and jo jo Joseph turn around, and Jesus is not amongst them. So they rush back to the temple. They rush back. And here Jesus is in the, in the temple, and he's teaching at the age of 12. He's teaching the word of God to the, the, the Pharisees and, and, and the Sadducees and the religious leaders. And he says to them, this was, even at the age of 12, 13, his loyalty to his heavenly father. He tells him, where, where do you think I would be except that I would be in my father's house? Yes, Lord. Amen? Amen? All right. And throughout his entire ministry on the earth, Jesus was loyal to God, and God remained loyal to him. Amen. We see from the Beatitudes, from the feeding of that of the 5,000 to the prompting of raising Lazarus to the, from the dead. To the night of communion between Jesus and his 12 disciples. To the evening in that 11th hour where Jesus would be taken by his accusers and be tried, sentenced to death. Your Bible tells you that Jesus remained loyal and faithful to the ministry even as the father remained loyal to him, to his son. See, where, where is the loyalty where is the loyalty exhibited, manifested, or shown plainly? From the prophetic word that Jesus spoke. In John 2, 19, listen to this. Get this deep in your spirit, and we're going to wrap this up. We're going to finish up with another prophecy. Jesus tells, amongst his time of teaching and ministry, he tells those that are around, he says, destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. The Father's loyalty... Saints of God, hear this. The father's loyalty to his son's prophetic declarations. And from that loyalty, prophecy is fulfilled. In Acts 10, 41, Jesus replied, destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. And you all know the story behind that. He wasn't talking about the, 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 the temple of Jerusalem. He was talking about his physical body. Saints, 
God and God alone is dedicated to the life of his son and is committed through every means possible to reveal his unconditional love towards those who call upon the name of Jesus. Yes, listen, eternal salvation is the primary purpose why God calls humanity to the altar of repentance. That's God's primary purpose. As believers, we receive the benefits, the advantages, and the profits, the gains from this one gift of salvation. So what follows after what follows after salvation is deliverance. There's somebody in the house. Deliverance in our minds, our bodies, and from everything that is unholy, unlawful, and unrighteous. What follows after deliverance comes an eternal. In eternal flow of divine anointing to preach good tidings to the meek, to bind up the brokenhearted, to bring, proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Saints, beloved, the loyalties of God, the, the dependencies, the reliability, the consistency, the dedication, and the commitment in this one divine characteristic, this one attribute from God is in the life of every believer. It becomes accelerated and grows to levels of maturity. The consistency of loyalty was found throughout the life of Jesus. As this acceleration grows to levels of maturity, the believer becomes their own witness of how God remains loyal to them, even when the believer is overtaken in their minds with fear, doubt, and unbelief. God is still loyal. God is still loyal. In the gospel of Mark, Matthew, and Luke, the account of Peter denying of being one of God's, uh, of one of Jesus' disciples. But in the end, Jesus remains loyal and faithful unto Peter. To the promise he made to him and the disciples. Acts 1. Watch this. Listen to this. Get this. Oh, Jesus, my God. But you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses. There's the loyalty of God towards his people. After his encounter with the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, that even with his denial of Jesus, Jesus remains loyal, faithful, committed to fulfill such a promise in the life of Peter. To the delight of the 120. Excuse me. I I don't want this to be a distraction, but I'm getting here. (laughs) Hallelujah. The very thing I didn't want to happen. All right. The 120 in the upper room. The evidence of God's loyalty, his unwavering, dedicated commitment to do what he said he would do to those who would call upon his name. Tonight, we're here to release and to close this with another prophetic word for your lives. And then we're going to line you up and we're going to lay hands upon you and we're going to spit in your face. No, we're going to prophesy. We're going to prophesy into your lives in Jesus' mighty name. Are you ready for, for prophecy? Now, set yourselves ready for this because as prophecy comes forth, God is already in, uh, he's, he's already in the order to Cause these prophetic words to come to pass. I want to pull away from this just one minute. 
Whatever the expectancies that you have here, those of you that are here tonight, whatever expectancies you have for God to fulfill in your lives in this year 2021, be ready. See, we got to be ready to move when he speaks. As, as little as it may seem, you got to be ready to move upon that thing. When the inspiration of the Holy Spirit comes into your mind to give you a vision, Take hold of the vision. Pray it through. When God speaks a prophetic word in your heart, hold it close to your heart. Keep it in your heart. Meditate upon these things. Get in your prayer closet. Pray. Get before the presence of God and ask him, what are you showing me in this vision? Give me the breakdown. I need to hear from you. And God will be loyal. I said God will be loyal. Here's the God's saying, come out from under the darkness of complacency. Step into this moment of opportunity. Offer your loyalties to me, my kingdom and my kingdom purposes, says the Lord. As you inquire of me, the rate of exchange in knowledge will increase. The fulfillment of accelerations to mature has not diminished. The rate of development with acceleration in your life is at a quicker response than the days that have passed. With this introduction of loyalties to me and to my word, kingdom advances and kingdom opportunities will increase. Beloved, I have placed the life of my eternal Holy Spirit in you, giving you the potential to reach plateaus, levels, stages of opportunity that you have not reached before. Its purpose is for you to experience a divine order of what is supernatural. To take you past a point of blessing and into the realm of power. In that realm, you will be witnesses to my abilities to do what you've been commissioned to do. Tonight, I release my anointing towards you for the understanding of this divine attribute of loyalties towards me and humanity. As you embrace it, it will become the catalyst that will advance you for more kingdom purpose, says the spirit of the living God. Are you ready for an impartation? Are you ready? I said, are you ready for an impartation? Those of you that are online, go ahead, extend your hands to, to the, the stream that you're watching. Those of you in the sanctuary, I'm going to ask you to stand up right now. Come on, stand up. Get involved in this. Lift your hands to heaven and begin to pray. Come on, begin to pray in the spirit. Begin to ask God to bring an increase, an acceleration of this loyalty that he has put in you. Because there is a greater expectancy from God towards us than our expectancy uh, 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 towards God. More of him. Come on, an increase. There is such a value on your lives, saints. Please hear this. There is such a value. If there was not such a value upon your lives, God would not have invested himself into you. But he knows what's in you. He knows the potential he has given you. We're in a time, a generation to where many believe uh, we're going to see the return of, of, of the Lord. But until that time takes place, this place of complacency. No, it's time it's always been time, but now in this generation, to fulfill the Great Commission. There's developmental stages that are taking places in many churches, many ministries right now. Transitions that are coming 
forth by the Spirit of God, where God is launching out evangelists. Generations coming up who are not afraid to speak of the gospel of Jesus Christ. There's a demonstration of the fire of God moving upon generation after generation. And God has given us the potential to receive that fire into our lives. And in the release of this word tonight, this concept of loyalties, you've got to get along with God. And for every one of you, it may be a little bit different, but the loyalty is there. How God is asking you to approach him in this loyalty, how he's asking you to respond to him with loyalty is between you and God. So I encourage you to, I, I highly recommend, I strongly suggest, let this message penetrate, get deep into your spirit and begin to meditate. Go back to the lives, the life of Jesus and, and, and read how his loyalty to God was, was uh, anything other than perfect. And we look to the, the life of the early church, how their loyalty to God in spreading the gospel. The law, here we go, we didn't go there tonight. The loyalty of, of Paul, or Paul of Tarsus, who became Paul uh, the apostle. His loyalty. Look what he had to go through to understand it. We're not asking that you go through that, but look what he had to go through to come to understand the loyalties that God had towards him and him towards God. So, Father, in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit, I'm asking you, oh God, to take this word, that it would be a demonstration of truth in the lives of every ear that has heard this tonight, and that that truth would become a witness, that you would extend yourself in such a manner that we would be drawn to this direction. To understand what it is to be loyal to God in righteousness. To be loyal unto you in holiness. And to be and into this decade of, of consecration. To be loyal in this, this place where you would take us and consecrate us to the things that you're asking us to do. So we put it before you today. And we thank you today. And we bless you because you blessed us through your word. Through the life of your son. And through a demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit. We bless you, oh God. And we ask you to bless those who are watching tonight in Jesus' mighty name. So we thank you. We rejoice in you. And we give you all honor and praise which is due to you and you alone. And I declare this here today. I pray as to prophesy, Jesus, you said, if your name, no other celebrity on this earth, if your name be lifted up, then you would draw all men, not some men, but all men unto you. And we give you the praise. We give you the glory. And we give you the honor. And all of God's people in this house tonight say amen, amen, and amen. All right.